Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You want a coffee and from Starbucks clothes? <laughs> Go to Starbucks. <laughs> That is the sound of victory once again at TD Garden. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Cam Hasbrick, joined as per usual by Drew Johnson. This is season four, episode four of the Bruins and Bruins podcast. Welcome in a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and Pride Diehards. And of course, sponsored by DraftKings. Uh, Chris is not with us tonight, but have no fear. He's enjoying some fine sushi, so don't pity him. Uh, the Boston Bruins are 7-1-0. and a very busy night, both on and off the ice, defeating the Detroit Red Wings and trading prospect. I don't know. You still call him prospect, I guess. He's played more than an NHL season. But Jack Studnika to the Vancouver Canucks. We'll get to that in just a minute. But first, the title says Brews and Bruins. So the Brews come first. Drew, you got anything lined up for us tonight? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm feeling, that, that, yeah, that I'm feeling great. This team is in it to fucking win it right now. That I'm, intro I'm got me. It. That intro got me fired up, man. Um, so kudos to you. Thank you. I got it, 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 if you were listening uh last episode, um, then you'll you'll remember this one. It is a smiling Irish bastard, American pale ale from Giegan Bros Brewing. Giegan Brothers. Gagan. I don't know. I had this whole talk about if you say it in the Irish way, it's probably Gagan. the correct way. And I'm not <laughs> yeah. even going to be able to do that. Um, but yeah. Drinkability. After a Bruins win. This is all. Both of these are after a Bruins win. Drinkability, 37. Tasteability. You could taste it, but it's not going to go all the way 37 for that one. We can't get ahead of ourselves. It's going to have to be a 28 for a little bit of Fors brand action out there yeah. with that. What a fucking play he had at one point, but we'll get there. Daryl Fors brand, yeah. Quite the uh, quite the start for him and, uh, and the team as well. Can't be throwing out too many 37s here on the rating scale. We're still early in the season. I know spirits are high, but you know you got to keep the uh, keep the anticipation growing throughout the uh, the 82 games. So uh, I'm drinking another classic here myself. It is a Coors Banquet beer. Should be good, Ooh. always is. 
drinkability pretty high. I'll give it a 28 tasteability. Like a respectable 22, I think, you know? Of course, banquet. You know what you're getting. But uh, a good beer to toast a 7-in-1 start, which I don't know, there's probably not too many bad beers to toast a 7-in-1 start, to be honest with you. But uh, a very promising one for the Bruins. So let's get right into it. Uh, first of all, the story coming into this one, of course, was the return of the Rat King himself, Brad Marchand. Of course, coming into the season, they had labeled him hopefully to be back by Thanksgiving, which, if you'll check the calendar, is about a month from now. Uh, Marshy making it back instead before Halloween. Uh, I heard somewhere, I forget where I read this online, but that he claimed that this was always the target date and uh, that they were just kind of keeping their cards close to the chest. I have no idea what it was, but uh, regardless, it was good to see him back on the ice tonight. Canadian Thanksgiving was October 10th. So yeah, maybe they were, maybe they're, maybe it was actually behind schedule. Slightly. Yeah, I think it was really behind schedule. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, holy shit, what a way to come back. I think it was funny because it literally the first play drop of the puck, um, Bruins win the face off or something. I don't know. Bruins wind up having it and Marshawn ices it to start. That was like in the first eight seconds. So that's how his, his season started. It was like, all right, all right, rust, whatever. You know, like you're overthinking it. You're like, Marshawn's here, and that's like, I, I don't know. That's the whole focus of puck drop right there. It's Marshawn's back, Marshawn's back. What's he doing? It's like, okay, okay. Uh, I think they wound up having like 15 seconds of ice time that shift before they switched it over to coil, uh, the coil line. And then from there on, Marshawn, he, he gets at a point. And then I think both of his goals were power play goals, right, too? So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just exactly what you want to see from a guy at, at his first game back. Like you, you just hope that they shake off that rust, but there, there was no rust. It was that one icing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 For sure. I know it was kind of interesting to see. I wasn't sure if they were going to throw him right back into his usual lineup spot. I figured kind of like with how they were playing, they probably wouldn't bring him back until he was ready to take on a, a somewhat regular load. There was no reason to rush him back to like a fourth line spot. Let's say. Um, but good to see him playing up and down the ice. It felt like he had his legs under him. Looked like he was skating well. Um, they showed the interview on Ness in mid game of, of him talking about just, you know, the first time in six or seven years that he hasn't been feeling pain in his hips and stuff when he's skating. So, uh, who knows? Maybe we're lo- unlocking, uh, the next tier of Brad Marchand. It seems like there's, well, there's always there's another a, level that he can bring it to. It's crazy. Something fishy going on with that surgery. They made, they added a, they added a little turbo <laughs> roids in there. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> Um, it was I, like it felt like you had to know he was going to score tonight. As soon as you you saw the look on his face pregame, he was he was yeah. fired up for sure. Um, I was expecting one. I was not expecting two. So I will I will certainly take that. Um, as Drew mentioned, both of them on the power play. So uh, chalk that up to a, a boost. Three power play goes for Bruins tonight. Two from Martian and then the uh, the capper from Pasternak during that offensive explosion there in the third period. Uh, another thing that I want to point out, more balanced offense tonight. Four different goal scorers, Marshan with two, Coyle with another one. He's had a great start. Uh, Craig Smith potted his first one of the season. Uh, Tomas Nosek got an assist on that one. I think that might have been his first point. I don't think he's scored yet. So um, more up and down the lineup, just, you know, the contributions, which was something that was was missing for a lot of last season. Um, but, you know, I think obviously from, from the on-ice perspective, Marshan with the three points is going to uh, – going to stand out and then uh jeremy swayman as well also bouncing Jer- back early on he was tested too there was that yeah. one uh i think it was the first period there's that one turnover that came from behind the net 
and uh, Jack Edwards said it. The that view especially scared him. You have the old. <laughs> no, no, no. Jack said it was scary. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, all right, Jack. He was he was ready. To he, go was, at night. he was. He he did a few lines before the game, I think, um, <laughs> yeah. in the bathroom, which I <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if that's his usual routine. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that it, his quick reflexes and that instinct to make to make that save like just point blank you're not expecting it like it's one thing if someone's coming on a breakaway and you're expecting them to come there like as a goaltender it's still a, a 50 50 toss-up like you can't blame a goaltender if they can't save a breakaway sometimes you know and on that no like just no reaction time necessary or, or, or available at all and just makes that stop huge and then from there on it was just it was just big saves throughout that you know, especially looking back at the game, all the offense at the end of the day, 5-1 or whatever. But that was a close game for a while. That, that yeah. didn't open up until that the beginning of the third period. So we haven't kept him in it. Yeah, absolutely. There was uh, that one sequence that included the turnover save. Uh, he made three or four there that were pretty big. And mm-hmm. uh, the Bruins overall, I think, did a better job of, of keeping people out of that dangerous uh, red zone that they call it, kind of from down, you know, in, inside the faceoff dots. Uh, down to the goal line it still gave up looking at the shot map maybe eight nine ten shots from in that zone um but swayman was was strong tonight good to see that bounce back in i don't think he i think those first two goals he gave up in that ottawa game were a little tough but after that it seemed like he kind of just got hung out to dry so mm-hmm. um, a better defensive performance all around and something to boost the confidence there uh and of course an excellent goalie hug on the way out too yes. uh, with with linus Olmark there so uh, love to see that the Bruins also quietly. I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 early in the season, so you don't want to look too too much into the standings. But they've opened up a five point lead in the division already, which uh, I think they've got one more game played uh, than most of the division. Uh, I think still a couple more than Detroit. But um, those are the things that, of course, you don't want to read in too much to them right now. Um, but obviously, a couple of points down at the end of the season can make a really big difference. So um, catching them right now while while they're grabbing this this train that they're they're running on is is huge. Sorry, there was just a, a car that was <laughs> so high. I was like, "Don't cut out the podcast." Um, yeah, yeah. So I I, I don't know it. how to transition out of what you said. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the new season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out and feel the sweat. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's transition a little bit to, uh, I guess, the, the second piece of news of the night. Stanika, a.k.a. Studbox. Which I'm a little upset we just came up with the Studbucks nickname today. You want a you want a coffee and from Studbucks clothes? (laughs) Go with (laughs) Studbucks. That's why. uh, That's probably why they traded him. They somebody made that joke and they were like, "Well, 
he can't be in Boston anymore. We're, we're thong selling these. Yeah, so. they realized the autocorrect wasn't friendly with his name. So yeah, exactly. Um, well, Stadnika being traded for uh, goaltender Michael DiPietro and defenseman Jonathan Mirenberg. Probably slaughtering that name. I don't know. Maybe it's Mirenberg. He's Swedish. Uh, Mirenberg, Mirenberg, whatever it is. 19-year-old in Sweden was the 140th overall pick by the Canucks in last season's 2021 NHL draft. Lucky uh, 140. Yep. DiPietro, uh, <laughs> 23-year-old goalie from Windsor. A 771 save percentage in just three career NHL uh, appearances. He posted a 901 in 34 games with the uh, Abbotsford Canucks, which is the AHL team for the Canucks, obviously. So, you know, not necessarily blue chip prospects that you're, you're grabbing, but, um, you know, I think it was more of a spot of the Bruins had too many bodies. Stanika's, you know, for better or for worse, had a chance. Obviously, it's been spread out over the last three NHL seasons, but he has logged 86 career NHL games and just one goal, seven points to show for it. Um, I don't I don't think he's a player that is worth giving up on yet as an NHL player or, you know, as a potentially good NHL player. Um, but I think from, you know, obviously the, the situation that's been unfolding here, it didn't look like there was clearly a space for him in the immediate future, which if you look at this team, obviously with the start they've had, it looks like they're, they're playing to win right now. So, um, clearing out that space and, and, you know, obviously shipping Stadnika onto the next portion of his career here. I think we'll be wishing stud bucks the best, but. Yeah. I read on, on cat friendly that. Uh, so Nika would have had to clear waivers despite being a two way. Um, and so I think it was, it, it was a matter of, Hey, you know, Marshawn's back now, then you're going to have back boy back. You have to start thinking, all right, who's actually going down to the AHL. Like when this is, um, you know, the team's fully healthy. Um, and not that like a McAvoy would be then just bumping, <laughs> Stadnika out of a job. It's just, you know, when you have, you can only have so many scratch players. Um, and Stadnika is like good enough of a player and prospect that you don't want to give him up for nothing. You don't want to just because he's going to get claimed in waivers. So I think the Bruins knew that they were able to probably find some teams interested, found the Canucks had a couple of these prospects. It's like, hey, we're getting something for him. Um, either way, I think he w- he was out. So they, the Bruins just found a way. And I just I think it was so weird how it just kind of came out during the third period. Yeah, <laughs> like that was a strange one. I know. Like, was he up on the ninth floor or did he know yeah, already? Probably. Like, they probably just like, yeah. escorted him away. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's, it's interesting. Like, I would imagine this is something that, didn't come out of nowhere for the Bruins. They've been exploring for a little bit. So yeah. um, you think maybe they would have talked to him, especially if he's not suiting up and say, Hey, you know, there's possibility to remove you over time the next few I'd, days or something. I'd imagine um, he's fine with that. Yeah. 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 And again, for him, obviously going to Vancouver, younger team, um, maybe more of an opportunity there to kind of establish himself at an NHL yeah. pace and, you know, still hasn't really been able to crack the lineup for a full season. So I think if he can, you know, have an opportunity to do that there, I'm not exactly sure what their situation's like, but um, hopefully an opportunity for him to get on the ice a little bit more. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the Bruins have had this trend with younger players to be a little bit of slow in bringing them into the NHL. Uh, it's always seemed a little bit afraid to just kind of throw them out to the, to the wild there, push them out mm-hmm. of the nest and hope they can fly. Uh, they don't want to wait too long. They, they want to catch them while they're falling and learning how to fly. And then, look, alliteration. Um, or, you know, alliteration. Um, fucking assimilate. That's what, <laughs> you go. That's what we're all about. Alliterate, assimilate. Um, Bruins. <laughs> but 
Yeah, so I think, as is the case with other players in the past that the Bruins have moved on from that weren't doing so hot here, we're getting that like full shot, we'll get it elsewhere. Um, but Toronto is one of the players I think of in that regard, who has bounced around to a couple NHL teams now and has made like a starting roster, like a an opening, like an opening night roster well, kind of yeah. guy. You mm-hmm. know, he's going to be there. Um, but again, Bruins, it's one of those opportunities where you feel like that wasn't going to happen. And like he's he's exactly. played well elsewhere, and, but it's not like all oh, the Bruins missed out on that. He probably, I mean, look at the lineup mm-hmm. right now. Where are you slotting him in? It's it's not going to happen. He's no. a third, fourth liner no. still. So, yeah. um, you know, it's at least you know on on this Bruins team right now. So, um, like Drew said, better to get something for him than nothing. I know it's not exactly the most exciting transaction for Bruins fans, but um, you know it better than just letting them go on waivers if, if they're going to have to make those decisions anyway, for sure. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm going to look up the I'm trying to look at who the Bruins are playing next. Cause I don't, uh, we got you know. Columbus, Columbus tomorrow, yeah. AKA today, the day this is coming out, uh, AKA yesterday. If you're listening to this on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Then we got the Penguins Tuesday, <laughs> the Rangers Thursday and the Leafs Saturday. So a couple of good matchups coming up. Those will be fun. Um, see how the Bruins can can keep this rig rolling right now, but uh, things are looking good. I'll tell you what, this is this is the most promising start the Bruins have had in a long the, time. <laughs> the uh, the one, sorry to put a damper on the parade, but just the one thing we have to address is uh, upon this rock. Yeah, I uh, I think I might have suffered an that upper out body good. injury. Upper body. Which I see the what I was thinking about with uh, like I didn't see the the play I saw him uh, you know gliding off the ice hunched down and in those situations like uh, it, you like you can't tell if it's his leg or if it's his arm or wrist or something mm-hmm. when they're doing that and I'm seeing its upper body now which actually clears it up <laughs> in those situations yeah, like, no. so many injuries where one like, of the few is is he like like holding his arm hunched over in pain or is it hurting his leg like what's going on um but yeah that's scary and i guess we'll learn more about that tomorrow after we've edited this episode and released it to the public but um yeah if a guy with injury history you don't like to see that especially just it, it's just not the guy you want to get fucking injured it's just not yeah, it's not just... at all such a big cog in the lineup that we've, we've seen so um maddie ports our guy uh just tweeted that he spotted Krejci leaving the rink did not see any wraps or ice or anything on him so that is a promising sign at least he was um, butt naked him. <laughs> he was wearing nothing <laughs> nothing at all Krejci was just those, strolling around those, there. he was like yeah those uh, uh this church those victory laps in the locker room are getting a little weird now. Yeah. You start, did you see those videos earlier today? <laughs> came up the, from behind the B. It was uh, yeah. Bergeron singing. Yeah. It's, getting, to see that. it's getting a little crazy. Um, all right. Well, yeah, let's, let's pack it up, I guess. I don't have too yeah. much else to discuss. Um, I'll, you know, I think we'll, we'll maybe do a little bit more. So you can talk with Chris next week. Um, we can do a little research into who the prospects are. The Bruins got back again. I don't think anywhere are going to be immediate impact. Um, but obviously no fucking clue who they are right now. I, I've heard the name Michael DiPietro, but that's, that's about it. So um, uh, I, mean, I wonder if he's related. There to is Rick. another, no, there's another, isn't there another Michael DiPietro or is this the one? I'm thinking? Maybe there is. I don't know. 
No, no, this is the one. No, this is the kid. Okay. I was going to say, his picture looks familiar. I, honestly, it's got to be from some sort of like playing NHL franchise game or something. Yeah, like, yeah, and, like, and in like 2029, he wound up being like my backup goaltender or something. Because <laughs> yeah. the face looks more familiar than even the name. So. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we'll be back Monday, Tuesday, one of those. Bruins are back some, Tuesday. We'll probably be back time. Tuesday. That seems that seems reasonable. Seems reasonable. Stay with us. Check us out at bruisingbruins.com. Send us your questions online or at bruisingbruins at gmail.com. Leave us a little voice message. Also on the website, there's a little – I forget what it's called. You just go on there. You'll find it. I think it says leave us a message or call in the show or something like that. I forget what I wrote. But uh, you can do all that fun stuff. Yeah. We got you gotta You got to do that. You got it. I think we have no one or two in the bank right now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna break out for the next episode uh, once we have Chris back for a, a more full listener segment. We want to deny people of uh, of Chris Gears. Actually, the, this is the second episode in a row. It's just been us. So next time, we're just gonna leave Chris to his own devices. And we'll yeah, see yeah, he would do it what himself. Happens. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be Chris and Izzy. Um, and Izzy will not watch the hockey games as usual. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Go bees. See you next week.